live on a Friday evening once again uh, after our subdued post-game podcast last week. We are back. Ranger things have happened. Brought to you by Johnny C's Tees. T-shirts and more made with quality and speed. Johnny C's Tees for all your custom swag needs. Follow Johnny C's Tees on Instagram. He's on Twitter. He's got everything you need. T-shirts, hats, jackets, all of it. And he's a wonderful guy. Support local business. Welcome to the program tonight, gentlemen. You could, I believe you could see Billy Trotter tonight. Yeah. Is that true, Bill? I, I, so is Billy true. is actually become an on-camera personality for the evening, our producer, Bill, because uh, as you can see, we're, we're a little bit light tonight. Uh, and I mean that uh, metaphorically and yes. literally because yes. AJ is not here. Cobb is not here. And Alex, with all the matters ice cream he's eaten over the past few months, is also not here tonight. But we got... Ricky Diffendale here, Billy Trotter coming out from behind the curtain, and of course, Pino is with us tonight as well. How are you, gentlemen? Oh, what happened? What happened? I lost it. Yeah. It didn't work? Sorry. It started, and I got into the sway, the Steve Winwood sway. Back in the so high life. Obviously, Pino's back in the high life again. Uh, Ranged so it back in the high Rangers are back. Uh, they, sometimes they're back when we do these podcasts, and sometimes they're very far gone when we do these podcasts. But the Raiders had a pretty good week, considering uh, considering what happened last weekend, which was abysmal. Points in two games, no matter how you get them, is the most important thing. And let's get into some not-so-breaking news. Big-time topic. Adam Fox is a Norris Trophy candidate. Yes or no? 100% yes. Billy? hundred <laughs> percent, yes. Uh, yes. Just say not, yes. Not, not a top five, a top three, Norris. He is just on some type of roll right now. Uh, you'd be out of your mind to think anything to the contrary. Adam Fox is not going to be a legitimate Norris candidate. He is a legitimate Norris candidate, and he's proven that uh, this entire season so far, especially the last few games, just looking at this world. Not so breaking news. It is time to put some respect on the name Ryan Strom, who has just been, after that slow start, just a revelation as a 2C. You know, your thoughts on Ryan Strom? Uh, I don't want to make it a hot take, but it might have been episode one or two talking similar about players on this roster. And I said, Strom will be Strom. I don't know if you remember me saying that. And look where he is now. Top six forward in the league. Strom will be Strom, and he's showing it. Strom is playing fantastic. Yeah, we're gonna have to pull that. We're gonna have to pull, pull that out of the archives. Really? I'd, I'd love to. Pull it up. I I remember saying Strom will be Strom, and I, as usual, I'm right again. Feel I feel like if we're gonna if we're gonna do stuff like that because I know AJ has done like callbacks of stuff he's said. If you want to do that, you should pick out the the moment in the episode, and then Billy should find a way to cue it up and like replay it live, like as we just just as proof. Because I I mean I could say that I'm right all the time too, but I'm not. But I believe you. Oh, and I'm glad that you were right on this one because we need Strom to be Strom. And right now, I think he's being better than any version of Strom we've ever had. Mm-hmm. So it's you love to see it. And uh, all respect to Ryan Strom. I probably gave him a, given him a hard time on this very podcast. And I'm glad I was wrong. Well, um, he was definitely he was a name that was coming up as far as maybe moving this year. Yes, His name came up a lot of times. I think he still is to a degree. Uh, I. So torn. I, I would like for them to keep Ryan Strom. I think he works well with the people he's playing with, especially Panarin. It's been two seasons now, abbreviated seasons, but the chemistry's there. 
And Kako's look good in that line as well. So I see no reason to move him if he could be a part of the solution. And they got him on a good contract with a good dollar amount. So why move him? I get the whole sell high uh, people, but I wouldn't move him. And we do have was another year also. Right? Yes. He's yes. not an expiring contract. So. And it's we'll, cap friendly. We'll worry about that next year. He ain't going yes. anywhere. He ain't going I anywhere. hope not. The, uh, the coaching staff is uh, COVID free from what I could see. Uh, what did we think of the job that Chris Knobloch did in the interim? Well, Knobloch did a good job. I think Chris Drury had a, you know, a bigger role. That's how Chris Drury does. But uh, no, it was, I mean, the whole Quinn is the real, brother's not. Quinn is the reason playing bad. And here comes Knobloch. They're playing great. Insert Quinn, two losses in a row. Yeah, yeah. Come on, let's. Uh, he wasn't really. He was just writing the ship. You know, he was just calling the numbers of the lines going, which may have an effect that maybe Quinn doesn't do something. He was still playing the same system as Quinn. I, yes, yes. And people saying anything else are just trying to rattle the cages. It, mm -hmm. it is what it is. The coaching staff is fine now. They're all back. Two wins in a row. That we'll get to. Um, so yeah, it, it's funny to you know just say it. And, and try and make it a thing. And I think the internet does that. The internet is guilty of trying to make it a thing that, you know, the Knobloch Quinn argument. And I feel the way that the rain, like even the past two games that they've won, the way they've come out, like so flat, it's just like, oh, the, you know, the Quinn effect. It's whatever. You keep winning games. That, that, that's the Quinn effect. And then uh, my last bit of not so breaking news it was Brendan Lemieux that not only got traded, but requested the trade. And that, at first, when I heard it surprised me, but then I maybe he saw the writing on the wall uh, with Kravtsov coming over mm -hmm. and uh, maybe playing at some point, um, maybe getting inserted to the lineup. Maybe he saw his playing time starting to dwindle and his role diminishing. So maybe I would request a trade too. So now he's out in L.A. I don't know if he's playing out there either. I'm not really paying attention, but the Lemieux guy, I, I like, or as the kids say, a Lemieux stan. I stan Lemieux. And uh, Pepe, yeah, I, I, I like him. I, he did what he did. He was not overly, you know, talented, but a good player for what he did. You, you remember last year on a rebuilding team, he was on the third line as he was a played a lot more minutes and he was effective in many roles. And there's too many players on this team, there's too many yep. guys in this roster. And it, I don't blame that's him. Not, that's not a bad thing. No, it's not a bad for thing, us. but for him, thanks for Lemieux. You're not talking about Lemieux. We're talking about Kravstov. We're talking about Laugh. We're talking Kako. And then we're talking about even guys on defense come. Like, there's no room for uh, anybody, really. If you're not going to produce and he wants to play, so let him go play. Yep. He'll burn us. He'll burn us. We'll play LA next year. We'll score a hat. Oh, my God. Big time. Big time. Looking forward to it because you know what Ranger, uh, former Rangers do against the Rangers, and now he's a former Ranger. So hats off, Brendan Lemieux. Nice little tenure with the Rangers and uh, best of luck out in L.A. And try not to uh, score too many goals against the Rangers when we're allowed to play Western Conference teams again. Anyway, let's get into some quick game recaps before we, we have a special guest tonight, uh, Rachel Nones, E2G Hockey and the Hockey Writers. So we'll bring her on in a little bit. But first, and I was this close, this close to saying Nones because uh, medically that's what it looks like. Anyway, it's Rachel Nones. She'll be on it just a little bit. Um, real quick, I don't even want to really get into the weekend, Dean, because it was so bad uh, with Philadelphia and that Washington game. Like, I, what 
We had to, we got to watch that together. We watched that together, that misery. We, did, we, we watched that Washington game together, and there were, there were people with us that were saying, turn it off when it was 4 nothing." But I said, no, what if they come back? And then it was, it was four to two. Yeah. And it was five to two. And then it was five four. And it, the... you, you knew what, you know how bad that was going. They were calling for the NIT tournament to be turned on the big TV. As yes. Opposed to, yes. That's how, that's it how bad. It was not going well. But they almost came back. They almost, they almost did. Yeah, it was just no quit in New York, I guess. It was one goal. Do you remember the goal? One goal that we not the. Uh... Like the Oshi tip or something, it was like a weird yeah. goal, right? I was like, like no. off the you know, off the face, you know, the whole, remember the whole thing? Uh. <laughs> oh, that we was... almost scored off the face. If we were we almost scoring scored. off Oshi's face, and that's so that's going to be the goal off the face because uh. be... things don't go our way; they go against us in the, in those plays. We never get those. So yeah, that was a, the the two to one loss. To the Flyers was frustrating on Saturday. What was it? A six to five loss to Washington was frustrating on Sunday. So if we would have podcasted Monday, the, the tone would have been very different Monday. But here we are on Friday talking about what happened on uh, March 30th and April 1st. They played Washington again, and <laughs> it's an absolutely brutal start to the game for the Rangers. They look lost. It's, this is a tale as old as time for the Rangers, coming out slow, coming out lethargic. Uh, but it ended up being a huge comeback win the Rangers, their first win of the season when entering the third period trailing. And I believe Washington's first loss when entering the third period leading, or maybe their second. So that was a nice little surprise. And Sam Rosen said it. He said it. The Rangers have not won a game this year when trailing and entering the third period. And I said, usually that goes against us. Usually he gives us the kiss of death. I'm like, maybe this is the game. And uh, we got it. Yes, he put the nice little kibosh on, on the caps. And we took advantage. A couple... It stood out, and the Fox and Panarin are just again out of this world. The, pl- the play, first the pass that Panarin made, and the reception of Fox off his skate to his stick, backhand for the lead. Just uh, enough already with it. It's just straight up Rangers porn. Uh, it was nice to see Heedle and Kako both score mm-hmm. in that game, and Kako's looking good with Strowman yeah. there, and it's it's hard not to look good with Strowman Panarin. He's getting more ice time. Obviously, he's getting way more ice time than he would normally get. And it's showing that maybe he's a, uh, a top six, seven, eight guy. And it's working out right now. He looks, he looks, and he looks, he looks bigger to me. I don't know why he, he looked confident. He's skating with, you know, off the boards, playing he, off the boards. He's a stuff. year older. He probably put on a little muscle. He's playing more confidently. Uh, and a lot of people on Twitter are saying that like, eventually this is going to translate into more goals. He's been a great possession player. He just looks better mm-hmm. than he did last year, coming over as a young kid after playing in all those games and in a short, weird season. And, and so I'm not worried. He better be a top six forward because he was a number two overall draft pick. So he's starting to look like a guy that wants the puck, like not like gets the puck and scores. Like you get in the puck and he's making plays with the puck. He's yes, still I'll- passing up. He's still passing up first shot opportunities as we're being joined by, I believe that was. Uh, I don't that know was who Madison. that was. That was Madison. Oh, it was Madison. Madison, named after a certain building in New York City, or not? I don't know. I missed. I missed the intro. I was still dealing with what just happened. <laughs> but uh, and then the, the last thing I wrote was that, and, and we kind of alluded to it in a not so breaking news that we owe Ryan Strom an apology. Anyone that talks shit about him, uh, he's really 
settled down the uh, the cries for you know either the trade or he's just been fantastic. Was there ever an outcry saying he's a bad player? I don't think it was he was a bad player. He's he was I'm a good thinking, player. It was all playing into the frustration in the, early in the season where everybody was angry because things weren't going well. Well, we have we have a guy, our friend in our group chat that we make fun of. That's his guy. You know, Strom is his guy. We said that for a year or two now. Strom has always been a good player. Like, and now it was like, all right, maybe we'll, he's a good player. Maybe we'll get something better than him. And right now, there's. There's not many people out there that I would actually trade Ryan Strom yeah. for. Dude, I don't be- want. I don't want to trade him. I. I don't want to. So that's it. Cut it now. Stop the conversation. Strom is playing for probably for the next year, and then probably next year around. Well, actually, not this time, but trade deadline time next year. So the Rangers come back to beat the Caps on, I believe it was Tuesday, and then uh, yesterday, April Fool's Day. Uh, the Rangers played the Buffalo Sabres, and again, we said last week that if the Rangers want to have any shot at the playoffs, they simply cannot lose any games to the Sabres or to the Devils. They have to beat up on the teams beneath them, and uh, again, early in the game, it just it didn't look good again. Uh, I wasn't watching in the beginning of the game. I was out trying to buy kitchen cabinets, and I know it was one nothing Sabres after the first, like, what's happening? And then I was in the car on the way back, Blackwell scored. Um, I got home for the third period and, uh, who, who scored to take the lead in the third? It was Heedle again. So it was nice to see Heedle two games in a row now scoring a couple goals. Um, and the Rangers are looking like, uh, oh, two points going to take care of business against Buffalo. And then with 3.6 seconds later, I didn't know if it was, uh, I forgot the guy's name. I didn't know if it was Chris Drury in a Sabres uniform <laughs> backbreaking the Rangers again. Although I think he scored with seven seconds left in a playoff game. So, yeah, the Sabres tie the game with three seconds left, and you're like, here we go again. You felt that one brewing. I don't know why, but it was, there was no surprise the way things were going at the end of that game. But I wasn't nervous. I, I saw the goal coming that they were going to go to overtime, but I was not feeling that this, they were going to shit the bed, as they say in this game. I was still, even though it happened, like, oh, you know, that's the Rangers. But I'm like, we're going to win this game. Like, whether we, we were going to win that game. And until the last, what, last two it, it took it was a long way coming in that overtime, but they still got the win. And they, they had the puck for a long yes. time in overtime. But then they didn't have the puck, and it was like Blackwell and Bushnevich were out there, and they couldn't get out of their own way. Tacking and, behind the net, like playing with it behind their own net and exhausted. Like, uh, I know I got a little nervous at that point. I'm not going to, you know what? You're right. I got a little nervous at that point. But then, you know, Brett and Zabanajad took care of business in overtime. And someone else pointed out in this game is that in the third period, Alexi Lafreniere played one shift, one shift in the third period, one shift. It's let me say it again, one shift in the third period. And I thought that the Lafreniere, Heedle, and Gautier line looked good. They looked fantastic. They looked great in that game. They played well the entire when they were down. Was it two nothing? It was two nothing at one point, right? Yeah. So it was one nothing, and then it was one one. Okay, and it was two to one. But before the the Heedle backhand, that was that that was that line that produced, and yes. there was nothing going on up until that point. That and that almost feel like oh they hit the post, and then they had, I thought it was two, but all right, I'll take the one. I'll, I'll go with you on that. Then they yeah, ended up was a, a, a hard working goal. No, they take, scored to take the lead, two to one Heedle. Until three seconds left in the game, so that could have been the game winning goal from that line. And Lafreniere played one shift in the period one. 
No wonder Brandon Lemieux requested a trade. Even if Lafreniere is playing one shift a game, Lemieux might as well watch from the press box. But it's because of his defense. He's He's been, I guess, tagged by Quinn as he can't. He's not a two-way player, let's say. How about that? He's a, How's he going to develop into one if he doesn't have chances in a season where there's no expectations? In the game that they have to win and they can't lose to this. They can't lose anything, by the way, going forward. So you might see more of the same with this, but they could not lose that game to the Sabres. They could, uh, yeah, last night. They could not lose it. Just from what I've read online, it's like you want to develop young talent, but now you're so worried about winning is that you're going to ride the top six and the young talent, Heedle, for near. They're, they're not going to, you know, they're not going to be out there. They should be out there in these crucial moments. Like Keandre Miller's out there in these crucial moments on defense, as is Fox and Lillard, both young guys. Like they're, they're getting all this experience. I just feel like they need to find a way to play him more. But there, Miller has shown he can rise to the occasion and play top four minutes. Yeah, but he's out. He's out there showing it. But I, I think the way the season has gone, Laugh has shown not playing defense. Not that I want to. He's a young player. I'm not going to get on him. It's just, it's not advocating me. Or what are you doing? I don't know. I'm just trying to. I'm and I'm trying. I'm answering you. You're right. So how's he going to? develop into a two-way player if he's not out there making mistakes because i was getting i was getting to that saying that unfortunately we're in a situation that we are right there it's not like we're the buffalo sabers and we can play every young guy on the roster it happens it's on they we'll see in another week or two if we're gonna make a push or we're gonna like all right here comes Kravstov and long linquist and lundquist and we're gonna go with that and that's the way it's gonna be the rest of the season Just, so he's trying to win games while we're in it and once we fall out then we're gonna see all Trying from the young guy, tantalized by the fact that we're three points out of a playoff spot. I know. Because I don't know if this team, as comprised right now, can win a Stanley Cup. So you might as well build for the next couple of years when they could. I get it. Listen, I I, I sat here in the beginning, in the first five episodes of this podcast, talking about how you know what we're playing these games and I want to win. I want to win these games. I want to win. I still want to win. I do. I. I don't want to say like pack it in and play the kids, but I feel like you could do both. You could try and win and also play the kids a little bit more, just a little bit more. Maybe three shifts in a period, not one. Ah, man. Boy, they win the game on his advantage at overtime goal. Two games this week, four points. You can't ask for anything more after the horrible weekend they had. You're going to lose that bet, by the way. You're going to lose that bet. I know. It was uh... – <laughs> I, I, could, I thought I was going to lose it in two games, <laughs> the way Zibanejad was going. So for those of you who have not watched, I, I did bet uh, AJ, our colleague, who's not with us tonight. Uh, he's actually six feet under the dirt in a Greenwood Cemetery and rest in peace. But um, he bet me that uh, Zibanejad wouldn't have more. I think it was 15, right, the number? Yeah. I bet under 15 goals. He's got to be even close to it now. Right? He's got like 12 or something and- like that. When you made that bet, I was on your side. Like he's done. This guy is done. Like he, he, at that point, I, it was a good bet at the time. It was a good bet at the time. It has not looked good since. Two hat tricks later, here we are. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's that's pretty much it. I think it was only twenty bucks though, so it's it's okay. And I that at the time I made the bet that I would very happily lose that bet, but I just took it because no one else would. Uh, so Zabanjad scores in overtime, and the Rangers win, and we all go home happy. Yes, that was nice. It's a wonderful thing. And I think it's time to bring on our special guest, uh, contributor to the hockey writers, to E2G Hockey. Her name is Rachel Nunes. 
not known as bean. Oh, so oh, don't. All right. So I'm trying to plant that seed in my head. Nones Jones. Nones Jones. <laughs> we are joined momentarily by Rachel Nones. We are yeah. with Rachel now. Rachel, how are you doing on a lovely Friday night? Good. How are you guys? I, mean, I can't complain. I won't complain. <laughs> I could complain. Bino, how are you? I'm great. I'm great. You certainly look great. That's thank what you. you always do. You too, Rick. You anyway, too. thank you. Anyway, Rachel, welcome to the show. You don't have to really pay attention to Billy from now on because he's an Islander fan and he's not <laughs> normally on camera. Um, but uh, we thank you for doing this tonight. Um, really cool. Uh, my first question for you is pretty simple. Just what's your take on the Rangers season so far? I know you cover the which site do you cover the Rangers for specifically? The hockey writers. So what's your take on the season so far to this point, just in general? Um, it's obviously been a pretty interesting one, um, which is funny because it's a shortened season, but they still managed to pack a lot into this shortened season, whether it's the off the ice stuff that's happened or on the ice stuff. Um, it's been a pretty up and down season. Um but it's been exciting. I think there's a lot of positives to take away. Um, obviously with the young kids, but um, it's just, it's been a roller coaster. I really don't have words for it, but um, it's a, it's a good segue into next season, I guess, no matter what happens, because there's a lot to take away from it. Has anyone surprised you in either a positive or negative way? Um. There's a few names uh, first that comes to mind. Colin Blackwell. I don't think anyone saw anything what he was going to do coming from him ahead of time, which um, which is crazy to think that we would have to possibly protect him in the expansion draft. But he's been fun to watch. Uh, Keandre Miller's obviously been fun to watch. I don't want to say that I was surprised by him because we obviously knew how esteemed he was before he officially made his debut, but. He's been really fun to watch. Um, I think just like the young kids, Lafreniere is obviously fun to watch. Capo, um, I think he would probably be the most surprising to me, just seeing his transition from last season to this season. I think there's a noticeable difference, and I think that's like a huge positive for, for the team. Saying like laugh is fun to watch when he's on the ice. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the limited time the that we get to see. We were just talking about, like, we played one shift in the third period last night. It's like, come on. Yeah, I he think... He's fun to watch. <laughs> yeah, I think in hindsight, it was a not a good idea to hire an NHL coach who didn't have any NHL experience. Obviously, the prospect of him developing players in college sounded great, but I think at this point, um, I'm not sure what else he can do with the team. So you're not, like, a... You're not you're not for Quinn. I'm neither for nor against. I would say I think he's done. He's definitely developed players. But I think when we definitely transition into the next phase of making that playoff push, I'm not sure what he will have left to contribute. Um, I don't know if somebody else could have come in and gotten more out of these players. But it's a lot of what ifs. But I'm not one of those people who's rooting for him to be fired immediately. But I don't know long-term what the upside would be either. 
this is where we could have used Alex being here because my brother, who's usually here on the podcast, has wanted Quinn fired, I think, since the day they hired him. So well, I, <laughs> I, I don't think your brother can argue with that. He's not the long-term answer, but he is what he is now. We have the youngest team in the league, like you said. He's a college coach coaching young guys. He's not going to be the guy that's going to get us to the Stanley Cup. He's the guy right now. Five years, he's not going to be here. We, we all know that. Let's just hope it's not A.V. <laughs> God, I, come on. He might he, he might not have a job much longer either. They booted Tortorella for A.V. Yeah. You know? Tortorella, Tortorella Hold maybe. On. Let, Hold let's... on. Hold on. A.V. on the Ranger. I mean, we went to the final. went to the conference final. Don't hate on A.V. for that. No, I'm not hating on him. I'm say we got rid of Tortorella because that's what they said about Tortorella. He couldn't get us to the, the promised land. So they, they brought in, you know, A.V. We get, he got us there. We didn't win. We were close. I'm not, I'm not disagreeing with the, the uh, decision at the time. All right, don't yell at me. David um, Quinn is not the answer long term. We don't yell at me. <laughs> Rachel, in your, in your heart of hearts, how far do you think they go this season? realistically yes absolutely realistically um i think it's gonna be a pretty close miss i think they're going to miss just nearly but in a way i think that's better i don't think that i mean obviously it's not about winning a cup right now we're really going far in the playoffs i mean you never know if they do make it far who could get injured long term and you just open a lot of doors that way but I think, you know, it could just be a good time to reflect for everybody, but um, I think they're going to miss. I would love for them to at least make it like one round or two rounds, but realistically, I don't think so. That's fair. I mean, I almost like if they have to make the playoffs and then play the Islanders in the first round and get pounded on by the Islanders in the playoffs, I don't know if I could. <laughs> I'm actually out of Billy. I don't want to see that shit, Bill. What, yeah, what's worse, missing it or getting slaughtered by the Islanders. And I think getting slaughtered by the Islanders in the first round is far worse than missing the playoffs, especially when expectations coming into the season weren't playoffs, but considering the format, considering the division. I think it's going to be tight the rest of the way. And like I said, we're not going to see Laugh getting big minutes and these young guys getting huge minutes because they're going to be putting Mika and Panarin, Strom, and they, those guys are getting big minutes. We're not going to showcase our young talent. In so facto, might make the playoffs. So you just wanted to say it so facto. I did. I've been waiting to say that one. I have, it's written. Oh my down. God. I have a note. I'm going to work that one in. A note. So, Rachel, talk to us about the, the hockey writers and E to G hockey. Like, how do you get involved in that? Like, is it like, is that your day job? Are you a writer or do you have a different day job and you just do this on the side? Yes. Yeah, so, I do have a different day job, but, um, with these writing jobs happily like a second full-time job um i love doing it but um i got started i think i realized that i wanted to go into the sports industry way too late while i was in college so i kind of jumped where i could after i graduated and it just so happened i got started at a blog and then i found my way to the hockey writers um, which I can't say enough good things about the community that they have just amongst the writers is so nice. Um, just super supportive. It's a really tight knit group, which there's a lot of us, but the fact that we're all so supportive of each other is something that I really appreciate it, especially getting started. Um, and then E2G, that's a new thing that I was able to be invited to help with. 
um, which is nice because I'll get to cover the NHL East or the Metro, um, whatever happens with the realignment. But um, so that's fun because I pretty much am watching hockey every night, even when the Rangers aren't on or even when they are on, have like three different games on. So I just like to keep tabs on what else is going on. I mean, not even in the same division, but um, so that's cool that I'll get to kind of focus on other topics and other teams there. So that's pretty exciting. Is like, is, is your day job in any way related to writing? Um, not particularly. I'm in leasing, but I am at a computer all day. So, you know, the word documents up there. And if I have an idea, I can easily just switch yeah. over. Nice. Well, that's convenient. Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, I mean, I was poking around like, on the hockey writers thing, and it, what do they have? Like a more than one person for each team? Like it seems like there's hundreds of people that seems like write a for stable, that. Stable of sports writers over there. Yeah, so I think there's like three or four for each team. Um, I think we have like a breaking news squad too. Some of the teams have their own podcast, which is really cool. Um, something around then and then we have you know the group of editors and they're all really great too and they cover some teams as well and you said e to g is brand new right yeah they just launched this month which is really exciting to kind of start with a blog um so that's really cool i think we have kind of the same kind of setup we have a bunch of writers and um i know there's somebody else who covers like the other division um, but really we had the freedom to kind of pitch what we wanted to cover, which was nice too. So we had the freedom there. So, um, it worked out pretty well. I, I knew that they were brand new because I, when I went to their Twitter page, they had less followers than us. And we, yeah. have that's impossible. So if you're, that's if you're impossible. There, you get over there and you follow each it's each sports, right? Not hockey. Um, I think the main is sports, but I think for the specific hockey one, they have hockey in the um, handle. You get over there, and you follow E to G Sports, and you follow E to G Hockey, uh, and support this up and coming blog, and of course follow the hockey writers because uh, they seem like a bunch of like hardworking writers that like really into, it, which is awesome. Because yeah, that's where most people are getting their you know information and news. I don't, I mean, it's all on Twitter, so follow them follow both um so rachel you're you're living in you're a pennsylvania person yeah so um i pretty much grew up in pennsylvania i was born in northern jersey so that's where all the new york stuff comes from um but now i live in pittsburgh since i went to school at Pitt. um i just stayed in pittsburgh because it's such a wonderful city but um yeah it's that's kind of where like my desire to cover other teams came from because just the pens naturally being here. And when I came to Pittsburgh, that's when they were winning their cup. So it was kind of hard not to follow them. That's what I was going to ask you. You went to school in Western Pennsylvania, living out in Penguin land and they were actually really, and still are really good. How does it feel to be a Ranger fan in enemy territory? Um, Actually. So I grew up outside of Philly. So Philly fans, that's what I'm used to. And I wasn't really nervous moving to Pittsburgh because I was like, there's no way they can be worse than Philly fans. So I I don't I don't want to say I've been pretty lucky, but I've had maybe like one bad experience and it wasn't even that bad. But um can you can you go into that? (laughs) (laughs) So I was at (laughs) 
I was at a game at at a Ranger game in Pittsburgh and I can't remember which game it was. We ended up losing by two goals, I think. But um, I had a friend with me who is a Pens fan, but she's like, if you have a spare Ranger jersey, like I'll wear it so you don't feel alone. And I was like, okay, sure. That's a good friend. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So sure enough, it. I think the Pens maybe had two goals or something, but she was wearing the jersey. And every time that the Pens would score, she would jump up and cheer in this Ranger jersey. So everyone was confused, of course. So the people sitting behind us, they were like, you know, what's going on? Why are you wearing a Ranger jersey, but you're cheering for the Pens? Like, what's going on there? And she was like, oh, like, I'm just doing it for my friend. Um, but I'm a Pens fan. So they were talking smack, of course, um, you know, because I think it, at one point it was like 3-1 or something. So it was kind of a miserable time, but there was one point i think like kevin hayes tied it so it was like three three or something um and so i stood up and i was clapping and everything and and they said something before that goal where it was still down they were like hey tell your friend um if she needs there's like tissues in the bathroom or something like that so (laughs) so then the tie the um, game was tied and then I turned around and I said do you want some tissues I'll go get them for you but it was just so like out of pocket for me to say because I'm not usually like that I don't like to smack talk because the Rangers ended up losing so it wasn't even worth it but just tensions get really high there for some reason but um, I have a better memory of when the Rangers did win it was when Strom won it in overtime and that was I remember insane. It. That was an insane game. That was a really fun game. And that was the Pens' last game of the season. So that was the game that ruined their chances of having home ice advantage, which was even better. And I vividly remember in the first period that some fans were yelling like mid-game about the Rangers being an HL team. Meanwhile, I'm thinking you guys are like one of the oldest teams in the league, but okay. <laughs> So um, I remember that, and then the game was tied really late in the third, and then it went into OT, and all the Pens fans left, like, really upset. And it was the last game, obviously, so that's when they do, like, the little after-game thing, and they were throwing jerseys and everything, or, um, sorry, T-shirts at the fans and everything, and I was with my mom at that game, and um, one of the Penguins threw us a T-shirt, and I'm, like, thinking, like, we're standing here in our New York rangers jerseys and you guys just lost to them and they gave us a free t-shirt so that's a pretty fun memory <laughs> and that was in pittsburgh right yeah <laughs> so have you like been to games at the garden yeah i've actually only been to one game last season right before covid um it was when they played the bruins they lost it was when booch went after marshawn so that was probably one of the best like first oh, nice. games that MSG that I could have asked for despite them losing but then again it was the Bruins but definitely memorable nice you got to get there before, for more games you got to you got to experience a win in that atmosphere yeah I can't ever, even I can't let imagine the building fill up again you know with people like we used to um so yeah I was going to ask you your favorite guard memory but I guess that's it because it's your only garden memory I would say Booch going after Marshawn. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah. Do you have any other questions for Rachel before I ask her the question? No, that was my question. You know, born in Jersey, grew up in Philly, living in Western Pennsylvania, had to 
Ranger fan, so that's I'm good. What about you? what about you, Bill? I got nothing. I'm I'm a lame Islanders fan. How's your internet connection? That's true. <laughs> His internet connection looks fine. All right, Rachel. So before we let you go, we ask this question to all our guests. Uh, gun to your head, one fast food chain the rest of your life. Which one do you choose? Oh, boy. <laughs> um, this could be an off-the-grid one. She's, like, out in western Pennsylvania. This could be, Yeah, like, we do have some pretty out-here food chains. But this, um, I don't care where you are in the world. One for the rest of your life. What is it? There is a gun to your head, right? Uh, first thing that came to mind was Pizza Hut. <laughs> what? Oh my god! Yeah, that is <laughs> that's fast. That's fast food pizza. Well, I mean, I'm assuming like a convenience store doesn't count because I'd say like Wawa or I something. Knew, I knew she was going to say Wawa. I would accept. <laughs> I'd accept Wawa. I love Wawa. Wawa is an acceptable answer. Yeah, yes. Change it from Pizza Hut to Wawa. Wawa is Wawa is great. I we think Wawa is more diverse. Like, I would get sick of Pizza Hut, even though I love it. But Wawa, you could always change it up there. You should make it Wendy's. Wendy's is a good choice if you want diversity. You can't, you can't try and sway minds. This, <laughs> this is their choice for fast food. Don't you try and bring them down to your level. Wawa, we, judge says, acceptable. That's our first Wawa. That's our first Wawa. All right, we, get okay. a lot of, we get a lot of Chick-fil-A's. Um, what was the weird one? What did, didn't Nick give us a weird one? No, no. Steph like Steve gave us Sonic. Like, Sonic. Sonic. That mm, I don't know. I kind of agree with that one. Oh, it wasn't like Zaxby's or something like the chicken place, the other chicken place. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was like some yeah, weird yeah, yeah, southern yeah, yeah. chain that we've never Zaxby's. heard of. Zaxby's or something. I don't know. Well, Wawa is acceptable. I guess I will. I'd love a Wawa. Definitely over Pizza. Pizza. So the pizza <laughs> one out in Pittsburgh. If people are like. I'll have pizza hut the rest of my life. <laughs> and they're all going pizza. out of business too. Like there's, I had, I think three around me. They don't deliver <laughs> to me anymore. So that kind of fell out of favor, but um, yeah, pizza hut slept <laughs> on it. I think, I think it's better than Domino's. P pizza hut is like when the cicadas come back 17 years. That's when I eat it. <laughs> I say, I'm never eating pizza hut again. And then 17 coming back. Pizza Hut. They said, "Why did I eat that? I'm never eating Pizza Hut again." 17. They're coming back this year. The cicadas are coming yes. back this year. Yes, well, it has, it has to be the pizza. stuffed crust. Like if it's the regular pizza, it's trash. But if it's the stuffed crust, that's what you go to Pizza Hut for. We have to get. A, we have to eat Pizza Hut on a podcast with the cicadas. Oh. <laughs> you know what? I'm, I'm throwing shade on Pizza Hut. The Pizza Hut, like last month when we were driving down to Florida. And I got like stuffed crust pizza and the bread and the cinnamon sticks. I got the whole that little box for them and the kids. So the whole nine. The whole yeah, nine. it's good. It's good in a pinch. Yes, it's not one that you choose for the rest of your life. So <laughs> that's why we're gonna switch it to Wawa for Rachel. That's good. That's acceptable oh, wow. to me. I love Wawa's it. good. And you can also grab like a bag of Doritos if you wanted at Wawa too. It's not just about you know. Or a sandwich. I got everything. I got breakfast, lunch, and dinner. But I'm saying I understand that. But there's other stuff. There's candy and then some store. Cream. Uh, that's a solid choice because there's variety. Uh, if you're a coffee drinker, Wawa has the best coffee. Yeah, right. everybody, everybody, everybody's not the world's best coffee. No, I have it at work. Wawa has the best. Shout out to Richie's Raiders. I know they're watching. <laughs> All right. Well, Rachel, we thank you for coming on tonight and spending a few minutes with us. 
uh, good luck with everything with E to G and with the hockey writers and the rest of the season. And uh, good luck with finding good pizza out in Western Pennsylvania. <laughs> and uh, yeah, thanks for coming on. We appreciate it. This is fun. Thank and, you. Uh, Thank we, you for having we, me. we hope you enjoyed it as well. There's usually <laughs> did. Thank here. you. We usually have a whole crew. They're not here tonight, so you got a little short change, but. Well, I have less people to flame me over Pizza Hut, so that's fine by me. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. But, uh, yes, we thank you. And uh, have a great weekend and a happy Easter if you celebrate that sort of thing. Thank you. You as well. <laughs> Take care, Rachel. Thank you. See ya. I got to check my internet. I, apparently, you can out Pizza the Hut if they're all shutting down. Uh, talk to Billy. <laughs> So, Billy, my question to you is, have you watched more Islander games this year Actually, I have. since getting involved with a hockey podcast? I have. I think I'm up to, like, five or six games now. Do you find yourself, like, more into it? Yeah. Um, I mean, I've always liked watching playoff hockey. It's Hockey's just a fun sport to watch as the, you know, <laughs> fan here. <laughs> no, but, like... Yeah, you said, you said playoff hockey in the Islanders. <laughs> Um, it's just no, ironic because they haven't been in the playoffs most of your life. But yeah, well, you know, I, well, hey, I went to, I graduated with Pat LaFontaine's daughter. So what's up, Sarah? Um, Was she hot? Yes, of course. Um, nice. <laughs> um, no, That's good. But, uh, you know, I'm a big baseball fan and I love baseball. I love, you know, love playing softball. It's like watching paint dry sometimes. And hockey just doesn't have that. Like no matter what's going on, there's always action. And no matter who you watch, like. Even a shitty team is like a good, you know, it's a good game to watch. Shitty team. You watch the Islanders, so it's, you get it. Hey. No, but I, I agree. Uh, as much as I like watching baseball sometimes, you know. Although I will say this about baseball real quick, and we haven't, I have, we haven't said the magic word, and I won't say it because it's been 43 minutes and we haven't said it. But um, people bitch about, like, the time of the game like the, the, or the pace of the game. Yeah. All right, then don't fucking watch if you don't like it. Don't watch. It, it's a baseball game. Don't watch it if you don't like that it's three hours long. Yeah. I could sit and watch a baseball game and not bitch about the time of the game. Yeah, it's one of those... You know, you're on mute. It's one of those weird things that, as a baseball fan, I'm with you. I can watch... If a game takes four hours, it takes four hours. If a game takes 90 minutes, a game takes 90 minutes. But the the thing is that... No matter what. How do we get here? here? How did we get here? We didn't. We didn't say the magic word yet, though. We didn't. We didn't. But I did. I said it on mute. You said I was on mute. I said it while I was on uh, mute. Well, we, we didn't hear it. We got here because we were talking about like Billy's more into hockey now that he's part of a hockey podcast, like watching more Islander games than he has in the past. But, but just because with hockey there's more action than if you're watching a baseball game, then sometimes it drags. And but I, I don't like people complaining about. The, the pace of a baseball game. You know what? Then don't watch baseball. I love it. Well, so here, no, here's I the love... thing. Every every major league is trying to get more people to watch. So baseball does have this problem where if you want new, younger viewers that, let's be honest, you know, growing up with technology, you're used to things happening instantaneously. Baseball is not an instantaneous sport. So... No, yeah, but I don't. I don't care. Then don't watch. You're a numbskull. Yeah, I I agree. That I don't. I I agree. I I get it. I get that kids are impatient. But like enough. This is the sport. But, but like, this is how it's played. But then that means that baseball one day is gonna die. And I'm okay. No, with well, that. I'll never die. I'm okay no with that. But that's but that's what that means, and that's what MLB is trying to fight. 
is, you know, we well, want to well, they're, they're dumb. It's Unless dumb. you're the New York Mets, baseball is now on every day. And Four minutes, right? The Mets. 44. 45 minutes into the podcast. That's a record. No, it's relevant. You were talking about it for three minutes. I know, but 45 minutes before the first mention of the Mets. Well, baseball is on every day in the summer, almost every day, six days out of the week. It's almost like putting on the radio station, just listening to baseball. I'll get, I'll, if it's a one o'clock game, I sit down, I turn it on, I start the game, I watch a couple innings, and then I just go about my day. It's on radio if I go on the back deck. It's baseball. It's on. All summer long, there's a baseball game on at some point. And I will tune in for an inning or two, or I'll sit down and watch entire nine or 10 or 12 innings, depending on what's going on. But that's why I love baseball. It's, not, it's America. I hate to bring up yes. radio. Listening to baseball on radio is much easier than any other sport. Because again, well, if you're a Met fan, you have Howie Rose, and yes, I agree. Well, as a Yankee, as a Yankees fan, and John Sterling and, and Jason are, are yeah. Team, oh God, I'm just I'm just done with them personally. Like, I actually I love John Sterling. I don't care. Uh, I, think, I don't like him. He just rambles like on him. about nonsense, and I it, I just I lose the plot. I was listening because I'm moving to Bay Ridge, as some may know. And I'm driving back and forth, and I was listening to the Yankees game yesterday, and he he literally talked about how oh the Yankees are up two one, Toronto only scored one run. He's like, all right, end of the third, going into the fourth, it's Yankees <laughs> one nothing, and I'm like, what's the fucking score? And that's that's what annoys me. I just told you why it's it's radio. You're on the radio. Why do we love uh, Gary Keith? Not for them calling the actual. Well, we love Gary. They're like they're like chit chatting, like like yes. guys watching the game. It's personality. They're all personality. They they, they have they they were talking to us for three hours. Yeah. And there's a baseball. That's that's why we that's why we love. Although it. I will say that the good thing about hockey is that there's it's finite and it will end when it ends. Then yes, I guess. So that, that when you're talking about timing, yeah, it's fine. But I again, room for all for me. I don't buy into the fact that thing has to be like, uh, you know, we have to speed up the game so the kids watch. Fuck these kids. Anyway. Billy, it's time for that magical part of the show. You know what it is. It's it a like I caught you off. I, I caught him off guard on that one. Trivia. 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 Trivia on the Ranger Things Have Happened podcast brought to you by Johnny T's Beans. Uh, Bino, since no one else is here today, I'll go first. And I guess. Then you'll, then, yeah, then you go. And then Billy will read the... Whoever sent okay. who sent you questions, Bill? I was going to say, do we even need these? We just me and you just talk back and forth. Unless who Billy sent who, who sent Bill? I have from AJ and Cobb, so I think I should. I we should put someone in between me. Okay. Okay. So you go first, then I'll go, then Bino goes, then you go again, then Bino do. Who am I? Yes. Okay. So give us give us AJ or Cobb's your your choice, viewer's choice. This is AJ's question. There are three current Rangers who are the only players in their team's history to wear their current number. Name them. I get it. So there's 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 three Rangers wearing numbers that no other Ranger ever wore. Oh, is that what that meant? It's three Rangers. Hey, read, it, read it again. There are three current Rangers who are the only players in their team's history to wear their current number. Name them. Okay. I'm guessing it could be like high school and college too, or teams they played with before. It's guys right now playing for the Rangers are wearing a number that no one else has worn. Is that is that 
Yes, yes. That's that's how I'm taking it. That's how I'm taking the phrasing. Uh Hold on, don't start the timer. Yeah, this is hard one. <laughs> I have one. I got one, and I'm not. I got, the one was an easy one. So now I'm like, shit. Oh, God. Uh, okay, I got another one. He didn't give me a hint. Uh, I can't really. It's okay. I have three names. No, you I have two. Hold on. No, wait, Hold on. Wait, he's saying in the chat I'm an idiot. Hold on. So he's listening. He has time to listen, oh, but he, he can't did, come he on. Did, I did. I, I am an idiot. There, okay, I'll give one more rereading. There are three current Rangers who are the only players in their t in the team's history to wear their current number. Name them. Yeah, that's how. That's how yeah. I interpreted the question. That's how I interpreted. Numbers they're wearing now. No one ever wore. Also, AJ, fuck you. You can listen to the podcast, but you can't just pop on on your phone or anything. You're a jerk. Anyway, I'm ready when you are, Bean. Well, I'm not. Uh, okay. Yeah, I got it. I, I spelt one wrong, but all right. Well, we'll we'll give you. A... All right. I hope he doesn't want the numbers because I don't know. No, what uh, uh, I don't. I'm ready? ready. You the numbers as the answer. Uh, Ricky is correct. I'm correct. All three. <laughs> Ricky got all three. Uh, you got one, Bino. I got I got Miller, Blackwell, Heedle, yes. Miller. Oh no. Yeah, baby, the kid is hot. And AJ's not here to uh, stop me from steamrolling him. So he said he's on the shitter, so he's steamrolling himself. Cleveland steamrolling. <laughs> okay, I'll do my I'll do my question. Hold on, I'm not ready. Wait, wait, what do you mean he got two? Wait, Ricky, did you erase it yet? I wrote Blackwell, Heedle, Keandre Miller. Oh no, you did only get two. I'm an idiot. Jay Blackwell's number was there. I'm an idiot. So, it's what was the answer? Cheeto, Miller, and Buchnevich. 89? No one ever wore 89 for the Rangers. Buchnevich had 89. Challenge. Challenge. Coach's challenge. Not Blackwell. Well, we'll, we'll, hey, I got it. We'll, we'll, we'll take him to test. Well, first of all, AJ, fuck you. Do I get two points or I get no points? I don't know. AJ, does he get two points or does he get no points? You get, he's going to say get get one. No points. You get one and number two is up for debate. Okay, whatever. I don't care anymore. We'll move okay. on and then I'll... AJ. AJ's a jerk. Moving forward. Here's my question. On February 5th, 2007, the Rangers acquired this player in a trade with the Los Angeles Kings for Jason Ward and a 2008 conditional third-round pick. Who is that player? On February 5th, 2007, the Rangers acquired this player in a trade with the Los Angeles Kings for Jason Ward and the 2008 conditional third-round pick. Who is that player? It's very vague. Jason Ward. I have a small update. Uh, AJ says you got zero points each. Yeah, I figured that because he doesn't want me to catch him. <laughs> I got zero. Count your move. If that was my question, I would have given a point per player, but AJ's a dick, so. It happens. Whenever you're ready, Dean. Uh, who came from L.A. in 2007? Thought that was the giveaway when I said Los Angeles. I know, L.A. You might say the trade really ruled. 
Does that help you at all? It doesn't help me, but <laughs> ruled. Trade really ruled. My, my answer is Mitch, by the way. It's not Mitch. <laughs> okay, well, write I don't want to get something to hurt. It's been Trade like, really ruled. It's been like three minutes, uh, Bino. <laughs> ruled. No one has ever had a longer time to uh, answer a question. I think the answer is uh, he's wrong. Did AJ type an answer in the chat? No, he's still pooping, I think. He's and he is the worst. He, he can follow he can... these mandates for his question, but not answer our questions. I, I get it. You know, your time is up. You gotta, got <laughs> you gotta write something. I got it. Flip it. I can't see that. John Avery. <laughs> yeah, that's correct. Yeah, that's correct. <laughs> the Avery, the Avery rule. I know, but you said you really screw me up with rule. I'm like rule. Who the hell is rule? Rule, rule. Sean I, Avery is I, correct. I think from L.A. I'm like, there's not many trades the range make with L.A. I'm Sean Avery, the Avery rule would later come into effect. Put me on the big board, Billy. Yeah, give me no point. <laughs> he needs any point he can get. And as I wrote, I'm like, shit, did he Detroit? <laughs> so I was right. Detroit to LA, then LA, then New York to Dallas, then back to New York. And now he's yelling at bicyclists or, or people blocking the bike lanes. Uh, but I love him to death. And he's one of my favorite Rangers of all time. Bino, go ahead. We'll get your question, then we'll do cops. All right, trivia time. Uh, former New York Rangers defenseman Dan Girardi was recently promoted to interim assistant coach uh, after the of the Sabers after firing of Ralph Cruz. This former first round draft pick Rangers defenseman was promoted to interim head coach of the Buffalo Sabers in 2012 due to an injury to our friend. Lynn Say that again, it's injury to Lindy Ruff? Yes. This first-round draft pick, <clears throat> first-round draft pick Ranger was promoted to head coach of the Buffalo Sabres in 2012 due to an injury to coach Lindy So, former first-round defenseman Rangers is a head coach for the Sabres. Twenty twelve. I remember when Lindy Ruff... <sighs> Now, thanks, dude. He must have played a while back. He was a first-round draft pick some point in his career. I'm taking a shot in the dark on this one. You need another two minutes like me? No, no I'm, I'm, taking a, I'm just taking a shot in the dark. It's the first name that popped in my head. I think he springboarded that position into another position, but I could be totally wrong. No, it wasn't Dan Balsam. Fuck it was uh, the name, my name's James Patrick. James Patrick. Ah, damn it. Great right, defense. embarrassing. Great Dan Balsamo. Dan Balsamo. Why'd you pull that out? I don't know. I... Was Dan Balsamo a first-round draft by the Rangers? Oh, but I thought, for some reason, I thought that he got, like, his Pittsburgh job after an interim job somewhere else. I, I don't know. My mind goes to weird places. Go ahead. Give us Cobb's question, Billy. Prior to this season, who were the last two Rangers with multiple hat-tricks in the same season? They said this, too. I know. That's why I'm pissed off that I wasn't listening. Multiple hat-tricks in the same season. 
Read it again. Prior to this season, who were the last two Rangers with multiple hat tricks in the same season? Dead air. Five seconds. Right Dead air. <laughs> I'm ready to. I'm ready to flip. I. I damn it. I say flip him. Unless Bino can't spell. Well, I'm waiting for Bino. I'm ready. Uh, no. Thomas Sandstrom and Tony McKegney in the 1986. Yeah. Oh my God. Now I remember because Sam Rose said Tony McKegney, like you know, as he's. What a uh, great Ranger. Oh God. I think Sandstrom had four hat tricks and McKegney had two hat tricks. Let's just start writing the answers down to the uh, Rangers trivia. Yeah, so when when someone eventually repeats the an- the questions like we've done a couple times, we could get them right the next time. Mm. Oh man, a rough night for me in trivia. I was so close to that first first question. We only have one confirmed. And, Al- and Alex didn't send us a question, right? No. All right, so I think it's time for the next sound bite. Oh, I screwed up. Yeah, you did. Hold on, I got it on camera. I'll take care of it, Billy. I got it. Who am I? Are you trying to play the unified window? (laughs) No. (laughs) Whatever you're trying to play has not been working, man. All right. That was on a who am I hot streak. I was looking (laughs) at I'm, I'm going to ruin your hot streak. So this has got to be a Rangers Sabres connection. Oh, you would think. I would think. Yeah. Drafted by the Islanders, yeah. third ah. overall in 1983, playing eight seasons on Long Island, putting up over 500. Frustrated with Islanders management as they player that plays for the Islanders. I was traded to the Buffalo Sabres in 19... Wait, say it again. You're breaking up. In what year? After playing for the Islanders for eight years, I was traded to the Sabres in 1991. 1991. Where I tallied another 308... Uh, Now I lost my place. 308 points. After the New York Rangers lost Mark Messier... Vancouver, and a failed attempt to land free agent superstar, super, superstar Joe Sackick. The Rangers signed me to a two-year deal prior to the 97-98 season. And through 66 games, I scored 20 goals, had 39 assists, and 62 points. Unfortunately, on my 67th game, I collided with teammate Uncle Mike Keane and was injured. The Rangers went on to win that game, but in my absence, only won four of the remaining 16 games, missing the playoffs, and I never played another game in the NHL. Who am I? That was a long one. It was a long one. It was a good one, though. I'm going to flip it. Just flip it. I knew he was gonna say it. I knew he was gonna say it. Is it him? We Pat just talked about. Me. We were just talking about his hot daughter. <laughs> it was Pat Billy. Lafontaine. 
You know, I, I went to uh, I went to graduated high school with his daughter. Yeah, it was a Ranger, Saber, and Islander connection. Billy tonight. Greek lives yeah. on. I got to go back to these five and see how many who am I's I have in a row. It's at least three or four. Fantastic. Fantastic. I was going to save this one for uh, next week, the Islanders, but fitting. Sabres. Oh, that's a good one. All right. So moving right along, let's get into our new thing here, our top five. We're going to do top fives. Top five lists. Why am I hearing myself? I heard that too. Don't worry. That's got to be faulty equipment tonight. Production. The production value is shit. For the record, I heard nothing. Billy is not only lagging, like his, his mouth is moving before his words, but he's also on camera. <laughs> All right, let's go top five. Today, we bring you our top five hockey movies of all time you want to go with uh anybody else's list that's not here yet bean yeah because we got them from everyone do we have them all right so we'll yeah we'll start with Cobb. i'll go with cops Cobb's top five hockey movies and i'll go from five to one right you understand that's counting down from five to one i understand i'm paying attention okay so at five Cobb has goon at four he has the mighty ducks at three, he has the Mighty Ducks 2, or D2. At two, he's got Slapshot. At one, he's got Miracle. All right, that's Cobbs. Alex's list from five to one. You understand that means I'm counting down from number five to number one. How does that work? <laughs> so I'll give you the fifth one first. Mm -hmm. That's his last rank. I'll move down toward one, which he thinks is the best. You mean up towards one. Yes. No, down. Five. One is below five, but above it in the rankings. Do you understand? He's messing with you. He's messing with you. I know. At number five, he wrote the Alaska movie where the Rangers play. He meant Mystery Alaska. Number four, The Mighty Ducks. Number three, Goon. Number two, Youngblood. And number one, Miracle. All right, that's Alex's. Here's the... I'm looking, at AJ. I'm looking at AJ's. I, I saw what he wrote for number five. And I've literally never heard of it. All right. So AJ's number five. Puck Hawks. <laughs> we have to look okay. that one up. Puck Hawks. Number four, Mystery Alaska. Number three, Goon. Number two, Miracle. Number one, D2, The Mighty Ducks. As AJ's. Number one hockey movie. Would you like to go before me, Bean, or it's, it's up to you? Should we debate their choices first, or should we do all no, of them? No, we, we could debate their choices. I'll tell you this. I, no, no, um, no, no. Let's let's do ours and then debate. Uh, okay. I have, okay. I have some that weren't on any of the list. So. Okay, go ahead. Number five, Goon. Number four, Do You Believe in Miracles? And the Red Army documentary by HBO. Oh, that's a fantastic one. Fantastic. So, so that's the documentary my that Miracle is based off of. Yes, yes. the actual the original yeah, story yeah, yeah, yeah. of the... And it's, and two it's really them. good. It's two, really two, good. I believe in Miracles is one, and Red Army is another doc on the Soviet Union's team. And they were right. the best in the world. Is that You have to watch both. I kind of does one. Number three, I have... 
Is anyone else getting an echo? Just me. Yes, just power through it. Uh, number three, I have the trilogy of Mighty Ducks D2 and D. That's one answer. The trilogy is one answer. I don't know if you accept it or care. Mm. I, I, I'll accept it. It's fine. Number two is Miracle, starring Kurt Russell. The actual Miracle Disney movie. And number one, if this should be number one on everyone's list, Far and Away, starring Paul Newman, it's called Slapshot. If you haven't seen it, you have to see it. And you, if you're, it was not on your list at all. This is garbage. Okay. I'll, they had it on there. Well, one person. AJ. AJ and Alex didn't have it either. Oh, Alex didn't. Cobb had it on there at number Cobb two. Cobb had it on. Okay. I will, I will ease your mind. It's on my list. Okay. Okay, number five, I have Mystery Alaska. Okay. Number four, I have D2, The Mighty Ducks. God bless you, Billy. God bless you. Number three, I have Slapshot. Number two, I have the original Mighty Ducks. And number one, I have Miracle. I did give Goon an honorable mention. And again, this is just according to my personal preference. I've seen Slapshot. I love Slapshot, but The Mighty Ducks defined my childhood. And Miracle. Honorable um, mention Mystery Alaska is my honorable. So it's on my five, six there. It was right on the outside looking. And it has nothing to do with the fact that they play the Rangers in Mystery Alaska. It's just, it's a good movie. That's a Russell Crowe vehicle. It was the grocery store had to kill a slap shot. Guy ran the grocery store. (laughs) Yes. Connor. What the hell was his name? Connor something. I wish Billy was still in that chair because he's got to fix this echo issue that we're having. Killing us. See, he always blames us for bad internet. Maybe it's him when he's driving too many Heineken and he's blaming us. Bill, there is a bit of an echo issue. I don't know if you're hearing it. I can't hear a word you're saying. He's wearing the wrong headphones right now. I walked away to get a beer, so I, I don't know what you're, you know. Just, it, it, there we, we're getting a little bit of an echo. It's, it's a live show, so it's understandable. But it's, it's, it's come and going. It's not happening right now as I'm speaking, but it is happening. Uh, did I read my list? Yeah, I read my list. All right, all right. So let's let's talk about their lists. I'm I'm not upset about their lists. I'm upset that AJ wrote Puck Hogs. Can we? I'm gonna look that up right now. What the fuck is Puck Hogs? I've never even and I'll shit on his list as well. As you you have Puck Hogs, you have no slap shot. What else he had? He yeah. had he had Mystery Alaska. He had Goo- uh, D two. Was the other one? Was it Miracle? No, it might have been a miracle. Hold on. Mystery Alaska. Uh, what was it? He had Puck Hogs. Miracles. Yeah. He had uh, Young Bloods. Young Bloods is my, that was my gripe with him also. Also, no slap shot on his list. Okay. I've uncovered the, re- I've uncovered the reason why AJ loves this movie. I've learned everything I need to know from oh. the poster of the movie. Yep. Yep. <laughs> what is it? When like, like a Van Wilder movie? Yeah. It's exactly like it's Van Wilder, but it's hockey. The comedy that scores. Puck hogs. Well, speaking directly to Alex and AJ, not have Slapshot on your list is an abomination. You know what? Either either it's it's an abomination or they haven't seen the movie. Which is a possibility. Young young Bloods and not Slapshot, more shame to him. Took the time to watch Young Bloods. It's an awful movie, with the exception of the great Patrick Swayze. Awful movie. 
Also, Keanu isn't Keanu the goalie in that movie? Who's the goalie? I think Keanu Reeves is the goalie. Is he? Uh, again, I'm pretty sure. I watched that movie once, and I'll never watch it again. That's how great that movie. When when you said that there was a clear number one, I thought you were going Miracle Clear Number One. That's my clear number one. No, Slap Shot's clear number. Slap Shot is on the list, especially the scene where they're all beaten up and the ref they're singing the national anthem and the refs screaming at the guy. He's like, "Listen to the fucking song." Fantastic, fantastic. It's, it's it's on the level to me of Blazing Saddles. That movie Slap Shot is like the hockey Blazing Saddles. Never. I can't even say the words on the. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what's. I don't know what's worse tonight: the echo or Bino cutting out every eight seconds. I'm gonna say they're related. Okay. Okay. <laughs> oh, that's a second. Okay. Okay. Well, that's been debunked. Your fake news, Billy. Bullshit. Oh my god. I should have known that Bino was going slap shot though, because he got that Chiefs jersey. Uh, every yeah. podcast. Listen, I'm not a. I, and look, Goon is a good movie. I don't know if it's top five with the other hockey movies out there. I, I was entertained by Goon. Xavier Laflemme, Doug Glatt, great movie. Um, but the, the first two Mighty Ducks are timeless. And the third one, I could take a leave. I'll watch it if it's on, but it's not up there with the first two. Um, Mystery Alaska is great. Uh, Russell Crowe. It's Hank okay. Mystery Alaska is okay. It's okay. And, it's, it it's, it's. I'll watch it if it's on. The Mighty Ducks is more realistic. Mystery Alaska. Let's be honest. Stevie Weeks, Cole Meany is in Mystery Alaska. An all-star cast. I want, I want that debate. What's more believable, District Five hockey or Mystery Alaska? And I'll go with I, District. Hold on, I. This is a good debate. I don't think so. Uh, those kids stuck in hockey. I, I don't care how good the coach is. If you stuck, you suck. Um, but. I see the NHL trying to do some kind of publicity stunt where they bring a pro team to play pond hockey against another team. Maybe, just maybe. Although it would have been set up in a way where they weren't freezing their balls off and having to like shuttle between the uh, the locker room like they did in the movie. And they definitely wouldn't have won because someone hit the post. They would have waxed those pond hockey Eskimo people uh, pretty hard because they're a professional hockey team. So I don't yeah. care. That was only the real part of that movie. What happens when we lose? Like we're the best, you know, the pond hockey our thing is the best thing ever. And we that was probably the most realistic that they would have got like you said, waxed by the race. Yeah, they would have got waxed. By so Mike Myers was in that movie as the, the yeah, Canadian yeah, no, no, no. color guy. Yeah. See, that movie's getting better the more I talk about it. It's getting better. It, it's he's like I, I hate to say it, they're done like dinner. <laughs> <laughs> I come, bearing, I come bearing the New York Rangers. Hank Azari. Hank Azari's yeah. Rangers, the mystery Alaska. He's like, he's drinking a, a bottle of vodka. He stole the Zamboni. He's yeah. like drunk driving the Zamboni. Great movie. Russell Crowe. I do like Russell Crowe, but that's that one's a little out there. What was his name in that movie? Uh, the Sheriff. John. John Beebe. John Beebe. John Beebe. Beebe. And he's going to be forced off. The, they're going to age him out on the pond. You're, you're off the Saturday game. Yeah. That's the Saturday game. We're bringing up Bert, Stevie Weeks. Fucking Burt Reynolds or something. <laughs> Must be Burt Reynolds or something. Burt Reynolds was the freaking coach. The judge. He was he a judge. Team. And he was really hard on his son. And his son ended up doing an un one unselfish play in the game against the Raiders. And all of a sudden they were best friends again. 
and the left winger was banging the mayor's wife. Correct. Correct. Yeah. And he and like a coward, he took her back in the end. Yeah. He got fucked by 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 a Skank Martin. That was the guy's name in the movie. Skank. Skank. Okay, you know what? Mystery Alaska just jumped no. you to number four on my list. The more I talk about it, we can do this with every movie. We can go down the line with all the movies. <laughs> Great the lines were. You want uh, me to do the lines from Slapshot? Billy, we might be kicked off every platform we're on by the lines from Slapshot. No, 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 it's, it is, uh... No, no, no. Just, you know what, do yourself a favor and go watch it if you have Watch Slapshot. Slapshot. Watch if you haven't seen If you haven't seen Miracle, you might as well move to the former USSR. Yeah. <laughs> all right, all right. So I'm, 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 I'm satisfied with that top five, with everyone's top five, except for AJ's, because he put the puck hogs on his. But when I saw the movie poster... Everything made sense. All the everything fell into place for for that. That's the least surprising thing that's happened on the show tonight. Um, and again, you're listening to the Rangers Things Have Happened podcast brought to you by Johnny Z's Let's look quickly ahead tomorrow night's matchup against the Sabers. Um, I will say that last weekend we I, I made a hot take that Kraft saw would play over the weekend. It didn't happen. It still hasn't happened. That's not going to be my hot take against the Sabers this weekend. My hot take for tomorrow is that Igor Shesterkin confirmed starter. No. We'll get yes, he is. He's Already? in there tomorrow night. Igor is in. He will get his first career shutout tomorrow night. Hot take. Jump on in, Bean. I would feel the exact opposite that we were not going to see Shostakovich playing after I thought he was done so again right? last night. Yeah, for, they said, "Oh, he looks, he looks, he looks hurt." And then he got, then he got railroaded. He, he like cringed, and he was like, "Oh my god!" He's, and I, and I, I said it. I don't know. Like, I'm done with him. If he's hurt, I'm done with him. I don't want him anymore. <laughs> Two phantom, no save injuries. All right, so I'm not going to say Georgiev is in. I, I just crossed that out. I'm a hot take. Cross it out. Cross it out. Uh hot take against the Saber. What'd you say? Shut out by Shesterkin. That's my hot take. Uh, okay, all right, I'll do this. Uh, two goals by Capo Caco. How do you like that? I love it. Line. Two goals by Capo Caco. I love it. So again, it's going to be a route tomorrow. I hope so because again, every game they play against the Sabers has been a one-goal game. I think except for one where they won by two, but. You can't have a letdown game against this team. It just you can't. It can't happen. Can't if you want to be a contender. If you want to contend for the playoffs, you can't lose to the Buffalo Sabers. Sorry, you just can't. Because I'm a crazy person. I watched the Sabers. I think they were two with nothing. Flyers after you know I was yeah, I was I, shitting on AV like everyone else. And I just I went to them. bed and the Flyers came back and then they won. And then the next night, I'm like, and then they just drubbed them six to one or six to two. Yeah. I'm like, great, we're playing the Rangers now. They scored six goals against the Flyers, and that's why I was a little, uh, but. I, uh, I really hope that they're back to earth now, the Sabres, after an 18-game losing streak, beat the Flyers, and they go back. In a- yes, another 18, starting with the Rangers. Game losing streak, we can't have. Hopefully tomorrow with Capo Caco, two goals, with Igor Shosturkin's first career shutout coming tomorrow, hot take. Um, that's what we got going on. It's going to be it's a beautiful Easter weekend on a, or a good Friday right now, and tomorrow's Holy Saturday, so... Uh, Igor Shostakovich gets his first career shutout on a holy Saturday against the Buffalo Sabers. That's the hot take. Can't lose to the Sabers. No letdown. Keep your foot on the gas. Play the kids. 
because I believe the children are our future. So play the kids. Don't listen to him. Don't listen to him. Play to win. Make a run at the playoffs, and then we'll play. Play to win with the children. With the kids. Play the kids. Uh, hold on. I, I'm getting I'm getting words. Uh, our friend Gordon Ramsay is here with a question. <laughs> Any last words, you f***ing donkeys? Actually, I do have a couple last words. Uh, war bright blue tonight uh, for World Autism Day today as far as awareness. So to anyone out there uh, whose family is affected by this condition, uh, I know it's not easy and good luck. And of course, everyone in my family was wearing blue today uh, to bring awareness World Autism Day. My last word, Pino. It's, it's, it's not amazing. working again. We're not hearing it. It's... Stop muting me, Billy. Get here, bits and pieces of it. You know, if you like Back in the and said, can you play that? I could have played it. You could have played it, but where were you? Where were you, Billy? Where were you? You didn't tell me that you wanted to play it. I keep you on your toes. Back in the highlight. Where was he? He was back in the highlight. Billy, any last words? Uh, thank you for having me. This was great. I can't wait until <laughs> next week. <laughs> next week, you'll be back behind the curtain. Thank God. Not not where you belong, but like where you belong. Just on a Rangers podcast. Right. We talked a little baseball tonight. That was okay. When Bino went to check his internet. When his internet went out. It happens to the I'm gonna, I'm, I'm about to check my internet very quickly after we sign off from this podcast. Me too. I would like to thank... Uh, Rachel Nones for joining us tonight from Western Pennsylvania, where the best pizza around is a Pizza Hut. Nobody <laughs> out pizzas the hut. Um, wait, wait, no, where don't, you don't, can... don't say the slogan. They didn't sponsor us. <laughs> <laughs> we'll take their money. We'll take their um, money. <laughs> let me rephrase. So any other pizza place pretty much out pizzas the hut, uh, especially around our parts. But thank you to Rachel. And uh, if you don't follow the hockey writers or E to G hockey on Twitter, Get on there and give them a follow so you can read Rachel's stuff amongst other hundreds of other writers that are for each and every team in the NHL. It's good stuff. So thank you to Rachel again for joining us tonight. Thank you to Billy for the work behind the scenes and for doing it on Wi-Fi tonight. That's probably why we have so many goddamn echo issues. But we did it anyway. We got it done. Thank you to Bino. Thank you to AJ and Alex and Cobb for being horrific disappointments. If you haven't ever seen it, go watch Puck Hogs. Fox is a Norris Trophy candidate. No. Don't try and change his mind. Night what? Fox equals change my mind. Night, night, Brian Boyle. <laughs> night, night. <laughs> night, 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 everybody. This has been the Ranger <laughs> Things of Having podcast brought to you by Johnny C's. Follow Johnny C's on Instagram, too, while you're at it. And we will see you next week to talk about all the range of things that have happened. Hopefully we're talking about Igor's first shutout and how Lafreniere played 20 minutes in the next two games. No, two cockle goals. And two cockle goals. <laughs>